my hiding my key, Tanay Hortak, and welcome to the panel. Uh, NZ National, Wallace Chapman with you this afternoon. Lovely to be here. Today, sickness is hammering businesses. Businesses are closing doors left, right, and centre with too many staff unwell. That just after four. Also, a large New Zealand-owned international toy company went to court to find the identities of the anonymous online reviewers uh, who wrote scathing reviews and the company won. We discussed the ramifications of this. Anti-water bottling campaigners win a long-running legal battle and after 60 years, motorsport is about to finish at Pukekohe Park Raceway. Motorsport legend Racing Ray is with us. What is your memory over 60 years? Have you been? Tell us. Have you seen Chris Amon there? Some have called it the season of lost luggage as suitcases get caught in the vortex. And on this day, 35 years ago, one of the great albums ever released, Appetite for Destruction, Guns and Roses. So, look, normally we keep the 4.30 music a, a little bit of a secret, but we're at sixes and sevens. We're all over the place in the office. Quite the disagreement today, this afternoon. Sweet Child of Mine or Welcome to Your Jungle. Basically, what is a better song? Strong arguments in the office. So I'm putting you folk in the driver's seat today. You choose. What would it be? Sweet Child of Mine or Welcome to Your Jungle? Text me right now, 2101, and we'll play the winning song at 4.30. With me this afternoon, Emily Lofton, director of ClickSuite, which is a digital media company, also co-chair of Ngatonga Sound and Vision. Emily, kia ora. Nice to have you with us on the panel today. With us also, Mark Knopf Thomas, head of the New Market Business Association. Mark, how are you? Hi, Wallace. Hi, Emily. How are you? Very well, thank you. Very good. Now, this first up, this is really interesting. Men play chess for longer against female opponents than they would against men. Psychological costs of losing to a woman, perhaps female chess, women's chess, is growing in New Zealand, largely thanks to Vivian Smith. Vivian is a member of the New Zealand Order of Merit and holds the international title of Woman Fight Master. And it's a pleasure to have Vivian Smith with us on the panel this afternoon. Welcome to the program, Vivian. Oh, hi, Wallace. Very, very good. Can you hear me okay? Yes, yes, fine. Now, women's chess becoming more popular in New Zealand. How long have you been involved in chess? Oh, well, I started playing chess when I was about 10 and started getting a bit serious in my 20s, and I'm like 70 now, so it's probably the best part of 40 years. Wow. And you represented New Zealand in 50 chess Olympiads between uh, uh, you know 1978 and 2010 you won a bronze you hold the record wins for New Zealand's women's chess champions am I right? Uh, yes yes I've won it 10 times over many years I, I don't think people have competed in it that often I think the nearest to that would be um, Vanella Foster who won it about Four times, I think. Needless to say, Vivian, you must have lived and breathed chess 
during well, was, that time? I'm married to a chess player, so it's, it's <laughs> either that or be a chess widow, I guess. <laughs> we we have a panel with us as well, and they might ask some questions. Quite an extraordinary uh, career, uh, yours. And so, what do you think of this new research that men are likely to give up against women due to pride? This is a study from seventy nine thousand games that found that women are more likely to lose as a result of changes in playing habits that take place in mixed-gender games. Um, so you're saying men are more likely to try not, try harder not to lose? Yes. Yeah, I suppose they want to, they think they're going to lose face if they lose to a woman. But, I mean, experienced chess players just look on female chess players uh, according to their perceived strength because there's a you know rating system that you know doesn't matter about sex or gender mm. just how well you do against other players so club players or experienced test players will just play normally I think um, but inexperienced test players sitting down against a woman might think oh she should be an easy beat they might think you're inferior and they may try harder not to not to lose Right. Emily, your thoughts and questions. So I think this is really interesting. Is this a psychological tactic, you know, that um, I won't resign and therefore I'll rattle you a little bit because you think that I don't realise the position I'm in and maybe you will play your next move badly? Uh, I play... um, a little bit of, well, hardly competitive golf. Um, and one of the tactics there is people w- won't give you the putt. They'll make you putt that last putt, ah. partly to kind of rattle you so that you might muck it up. Is that the same kind of thing going on here? I, well, um, chess players generally know a good player with whatever sex they are, so they wouldn't normally treat you any different I don't think and unless they sort of aren't top player you know if they're inexperienced players and think you're just some old female um, they might you know keep play- keep on playing where they know they should resign in the hope that you might stuff up and blunder blunder a piece right I can imagine that happen in with younger girls and boys in school tournaments things like that Mark well, hi, Vivian. Fantastic chess career you've had. To me, it sounds like a bit of an unconscious bias and, and maybe men suffering a bit of an inferiority complex. One question I had uh, was when we play a game of poker, we have a poker face. And my, my experience with chess dates back a very long time when I joined the chess club very briefly uh, back at primary school. Haven't played much since then. But do you have like a chess face when you're playing a competition um, that you want to play or do you sort of just... Pretty open. Yeah, I try to remain poker face. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's just yeah. Well, like, well, you could be thinking, oh my god, you know, my position's terrible, or you might think be thinking, oh, I think uh-huh. I'm winning now, and you might start <laughs> getting a bit more casual about the game. But um, yeah, I just try to remain. 
poker-faced. <laughs> if you've just joined us, we are talking to uh, Vivian Smith, uh, who represented New Zealand in 15 Chess Olympiads between uh, 1978 and 2010 uh, as a member, New Zealand member, sorry, New Zealand Order of Merit member, uh, talking uh, chess championship. And you must have had some um, extraordinary wins across the world. Is there anything that stands out for you uh, looking back, Vivian? Um, stands out. Well, we had some amazing experiences. Because yeah. um, the Chess Olympiads it can be in very strange spots, like in Siberia, you know, places where you wouldn't go normally as a tourist. So some of those places were really interesting to visit. Um, probably my best Olympiad, the one that I felt I I did best, was right early on in in Thessaloniki, um, Greece. Uh, that's where I got a bronze medal, a performance medal. Um, the team wasn't doing that well, so the worse that your team does, the easier your opponents get. So I was playing well, and everybody else wasn't. So. My opponents weren't that, you know, could have been a lot stronger, but for, but for the team playing, um, you know, in the lower half of the tournament. So I, I just got a performance medal there. So that was quite exciting for me in New Zealand because getting medals in chess just doesn't happen in New Zealand. Really, it happens in Russia or you know over there somewhere, not not New Zealand. Right. Um, and the other tournament that stands out was one in um, Germany, Dresden, where I played quite well and got a high score, and so I got a, a, a woman's FIDE Master title, FIDE being the World Chess Federation, you know, like FIFA, FIDE. Gotcha. I must ask this, Vivian, because someone is, uh, a couple of people are asking, actually, because there's this, uh, you know, extraordinary series uh, a couple of years back called The Queen's Gambit on... Oh, yes. Yes, so that was about the um, chess prodigy Beth Armin, um, who you know was one of the best chess players in the world. What oh, well, did you... that wasn't a true story, of course. Yes, yeah. Did... I mean, that was a book written by somebody. I'd read the book long before that um, okay. series came out. Yeah, and, and what... anything you might relate it to, Bobby Fischer. Okay, I mean, it wasn't a true. There wasn't a chess player called Beth Armin. Yeah, yeah. Did you enjoy the series though? Oh yeah, it was great, and it did wonders for chess. You know, chess became super popular. I, I think Amazon's sale of chess sets went up about three hundred percent. Yeah. Well, it's lovely to have you on the program. Lovely to um, uh, be chatting with you, Vivian. Thank you for your time. Oh, that. That was uh, Vivian Smith. The. Uh, uh, holding the international title of Woman FIDE Master, a chess champion from uh, Aotearoa, New Zealand. And uh, yes, indeed, the texts are coming thick and fast about what song, because you're holding the fort this afternoon regarding, uh, I usually choose the song at 4.30, and it's uh, Appetite for Destruction. It's the 35th anniversary of that great uh, album. So should it be Welcome to the Jungle or Sweet Child of Mine? And one one song is by far and away the winner. Keep those texts coming, 2101. All right, time for I've Been Thinking. Emily Lofton, take it away. Well, I've been thinking a little bit about voting age, but more about voting engagement. 
And I've wondered for a while about the idea of having school students uh, basically join the electoral role as in a pre-enrolment way, go through the whole process of investigating and researching and debating what political party and candidates they support and actually cast their vote and have their votes counted as a youth vote and reported on as a youth vote, partly to give them the experience to build the habit to get them on the electoral roll before, you know, which would become valid once they're of due age, whatever that age might end up being. And also partly to um, give them a result, our, our voice counted. But then, interestingly, to feed into political parties to go, this is next-gen voters, guys. This is what they're thinking. You need to mm. start thinking about this new wave of voters coming through. Make it 16. Do you agree with lowering the voting age, Emily? Actually, I do. I do. I think that um, it would be a lot more engaging for that age group to be voting. Like any any person at any age and stage of their life, they'll have issues that you know will sway them towards someone and it might be more oriented towards what's important to them at that age. But it's the same for anyone. It's the same for a pensioner. Um, you know, yeah, I think their voice counts. All right, Kia ora, Emily. Mark Knopf Thomas, I've been thinking. I've been thinking that we are all collectively in a bit of a funk. Um, oh, I give think... us some good news, Mark. What's on sale <laughs> at Newmarket? What's on special? Um, what, what's on special? But I think we've we've lost a bit of our shine, and people seem a bit down. Just just out and about around the streets, going across town, everyone seems a wee bit down at heel. And I guess after like two turbulent years with COVID. Um, the toll in our collective mental health, along with the other issues we're facing, we've got, you know, horrendous social issues, we've got people in really, really bad states with mental health, uh, people rough sleeping, we've got town centres having antisocial behaviour, we're having ram raids and smashing smashing grabs and random attacks of violence on retailers, we're having... uh, Tagging is making a dreaded comeback like the 1980s graffiti boom seems to come back again. And unemployment, although is at an historic low, is actually um, the labour market appears to be broken. And I think, uh, you know, New Zealand's maybe caught up with the rest of the world for some of those social things, but we just had had a really big hit. And I think we sort of reach, reached a perfect storm and uh, collectively we seem to be a little bit depressed, I think, as a country, which is which is not great. But I think the good news is, is yes. that we have a history of battling through, working hard and coming out the other side. So I think everyone just needs to take a deep breath and, and look ahead because things will come right. Very good, Mark. Thank you. Um, what do we got here? Sweet child of mine, sweet child of mine, sweet child of mine, especially uh, being sung by our daughter and grans- grandson, Sweet Child of Mine. Goodness gracious me, there's only one song on the fourth list for you, and it's Sweet Child of Mine. Hands down, says Val. Sweet Child of Mine. Goodness gracious me. Emily Loftman and Mark Knopf-Thomas with me this afternoon, Thursday afternoon. There's a lot to discuss. We discussed the Wellington weather first up as well. Stay with us. Four to five, right here, the panel.